Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Todd Bienvenu is an artist born in Little Rock, Arkansas, who lives and works in Brooklyn. He received his BFA from the Louisiana State University and received his MFA from the New York Studio School. He's had solo exhibits at Life on Mars Gallery, Gallery Bertrand in Switzerland, and Yours, Mine, and Ours Gallery on the Lower East Side. Todd has shown in over 70 group shows with highlights such as Louis B. James Gallery, Robin Lee, Momenta Brooklyn, Leslie Heller, Stephen Harvey Fine Arts, Brian Morris, TSA Gallery, and many more. His work has been covered in Artnet, The New York Times, Art Fuse, Art F City, The L Magazine, Artsy, Hyperallergic, and many others. I met up with Todd at Yours, Mine, and Ours Gallery in the closing days of his show called Water Sports, and we talked about his days growing up in Louisiana and Little Rock, playing guitar and playing soccer, learning to paint, waiting tables on Bourbon Street, Karate Kid, and a whole lot more. Here's our conversation. And so, you know, we, we did like a, a, we've got some tapes somewhere of us like playing, but I think it was more like, you know, um, just like a tape thing, press record, yeah. like set it in the middle of the room, found a place, the sweet spot in the room where the drums were overpowering the guitar, you know, like where you could hear everything pretty good. Mm-hmm. But wait, you had a Marshall stack? Yeah, like a little half stack. Well, not a little, I mean, it's a four by 12, so it was like... Yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty good introductory. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that was, that was like, that, at, in the beginning, I had, like, a little, you know, like, a little um, harmony and, like, a little tiny, like, eight-inch speaker. And yeah. then as we got more and more into it, like, eventually I got, like, I thought I needed a, a 4 by 12 Like, that's what, right. that's what it looks like everybody that, has. That's what rock and roll is. Right. So I got one of them. And then when I graduated from high school, like, everybody sends you a check, like, all the grandparents and everything. Yeah. So I put that all together, and I, I got Les Paul. Nice. Yeah. Oh, did it, that didn't go to college tuition. That went straight right. to the, no, rock, I was the like, rock and roll fund. Right. I was like, I need to do this. Because, <laughs> I mean, when I was little, I drew, and I was like into arts and stuff. But, like, um, I went to a Catholic boys' school, and they didn't have an art department at all. I think maybe sophomore year, we had art history. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was it for, like, the whole four years I was there. Catholic school. Yeah. It was, it was no girls. Where is it? Where did you grow up? Well, um... I was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Before that, we were in Louisiana. And then after that, we were in Louisiana. So, like, I sort of claim Louisiana, even though I don't really have any, like, Louisiana high school friends anymore. Or, like, um, you know, the, the times I remember, like, getting into trouble and driving around and playing guitar and, like, listening to punk music was, like, Arkansas. Yeah. Technically. But um, my parents moved back to Louisiana. My grandparents are there. I went to college there. Um, you know, so you identify as... I identify as Louisiana, even though I was there when I was a kid, and then I was there again as, like, an adult. What what part of Louisiana? Uh, the family's from New Iberia, which is, like, south-central Cajun country. They, mm-hmm. make, they make Tabasco right there. Uh-huh. It's, like, on the Gulf. Yeah. You know, Catholic, seafood. I've only been to New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where you go. Like, yeah. I lived there before I moved to New York, so I went to Louisiana State, and then I went to New Orleans after that. 
and then I came to New York from there. Yeah. Two thousand four. So what years were you in Little Rock? Uh, so like junior high and high school. So that would have been working back from ninety eight. So like ninety to ninety eight, something mm-hmm. like that. Ninety two to ninety two to ninety eight, some somewhere in there. But there's good music there, right? Yeah, they, we had a really good punk scene. Like we had local shows every yeah. weekend. Um, I mean, New Iberia is like thirty thousand people. I think Little Rock's like almost two hundred thousand. So that part, you know, there's more stuff to do, more more people. Yeah. I mean, Louisiana, New Iberia is like pretty. Like there's like sugarcane fields and stuff. There's, yeah. I don't know like what would happen with to like a sense of artistic person and that kind of. <laughs> you know, I mean, not that like Little Rock was so well. I mean, Little Rock's pretty country, like. You know, football and rednecks and, yeah. you know, weirdness, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm glad I'm in New York now. Right, right. You know. That was the, but that was the foundation. What kind of music were you listening to back then? Just um, rock? Yeah, like, you know, Nirvana and, like, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Fugazi, like, post-hardcore. The punk stuff, too. Yeah, and, um, you know, Led Zeppelin, Radiohead. Right. You know, pretty... The staples, what you would need a Marshall half staple. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, um, yeah, we mostly just play like covers and stuff. Like, I don't think we could ever put it together. Nobody wanted to sing. Well, so when you went to college, did you know you, you wanted to, you know, work with art or what was the thought? No, I, well, it, again, it had been four years, you know, I, I hadn't done any art stuff at all, like mm-hmm. all through high school, like nothing. Um, I was, I was in the comic books when I was in, in junior high, and I remember just getting, like, teased, and, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to take this to high school. Fresh start. <laughs> you know, like, um, and then, of course, like, I, high school didn't work out. Like, you know, high school is still rough with or without the comics. So. For everyone. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, and so I got to college, and I was like, well, I, sh- I should do something artistic, but that's a job, like... Yeah. You know, I feel like my parents are like putting money into this and like you got to earn something. Right. You can't, you know, I mean, I didn't it didn't occur to me to be an artist like um my grandparents have like oil paintings in their house that collect like art like kind of from like local guys like uh and some of it's not bad. I feel like, you know, my family had like a bit of, you know, we had like a piano. We had like I did I remember my parents sent me to like uh there would be like arts programs in the summer and I remember I went to one you know so I remember they were they're were, they were supportive my dad bought me a um a drafting table mm-hmm. and I used to like draw comic books on it and what did your parents do were they creative in their well my dad's a doctor but he he likes he just likes to be outside he's like a fisherman who's a doctor on the side or something mm-hmm. like um and then my mom she was a high school teacher before we were born and then um she was like a housewife for a while we were there, and, and now she does counseling for people with like drug and alcohol problems, which is very necessary. They live like in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which has a casino and like it's you know oil, comp- lots of oil jobs down there and like yeah. gambling and drinking and it's that environment, right? Like you know nowhere to go, nowhere to. So that's a necessary. I'm sure. I'm sure she's in high demand down there. Yeah. Um, but you were around creative, like you saw creative objects around you and you yeah. know you had music there too so it was kind of like the environment was there right and, and you know a family of readers and you know mm-hmm. it was it was good and you know that, that I remember my dad bought me that table and it wasn't like for a you know like a birthday or anything it was just like 
you know, oh, you, you need a table to draw on, you know. So it's like Office Depot, and I put it together, and, you know, I just, like, drew and drew and yeah. drew. Um, but, yeah, so I got to college, and, like, I remember he was like, I don't think comic book artist is, like, a job. And, like, it didn't occur to me to, like, be a painter. Yeah. So, like, uh, I started, I, I majored in architecture for the first year. And I didn't really, it didn't really do it for me. Uh, no, didn't no. take? No, I was like, I was like, I don't really give a shit about buildings. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you guys draw buildings. Like, that's, when I drew the comics, I used to draw the dude, and then the background was sort of the afterthought. Yeah. You know? It was the filler. Right, like, well, he's got to be somewhere. But, like, right. usually it was like an explosion or, you know, <laughs> right? Like, Not just right angles. Right. Windows. Like, and now I'm like, now i got to draw, like, all the windows. And I remember my windows were all janky. You had to use this, like... <laughs> little tool to like make the semicircles like clean yeah and I tried to just like freehand it and my girlfriend was like you're, <laughs> you're so shitty like, <laughs> so you had to switch out of that yeah so I, I, I didn't I wouldn't well I was um, I wasn't going to class because I was you know I like start off well and then I kind of stopped going to class and I kind of started um, you know smoking weed and hanging out doing the college thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm making bees I can, you know like and then I grade slipped and my parents were like, this isn't, this isn't good. So, um, so I switched to journalism and then I, I took an art class, I think over the summer or something. And, um, like a painting or a drawing class? It was class. like maybe watercolor. I can't even remember. But I somehow wound up in art class and then I had a great teacher who like, yeah, you know, was like, you could actually... Open the door, so right, to Right, he's like, you could do this, you know. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that's all, all it takes is just one... Right. person seemingly professional in their life right well, to tell you it's okay you can you can do this well he he um he let me come over to his house one time i can't remember maybe just a visit or for dinner or, or he's like i've got some extra paint you can have you know something like that and the front of his house was like a studio mm-hmm. it was like a separate building and it was a studio and it was like pro and like you know, he had a wife and a kid. Yeah. And it was, like, in the suburbs. You wouldn't even know from the street that it was, like, an artist's house, necessarily. Right. But, like, I was like, oh, he's got, you know. Yeah. And this was in Baton Rouge. This isn't, like, some art mecca. Right. You know, he just, like, he taught a little bit. He, like, smoked cigarettes. He, like, read Kurt Vonnegut and, like, listened to the interesting, you know, Frank Zappa. You know, he's, like, a cool dude. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's talking to 18-year-olds. He's, like, you know, he looked, he looked like he liked to go fishing, too. Like, he just... Relatable. Like, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, he seemed like a good guy. And like, you know, it, and I feel like, you know, thinking of my dad again, like he, uh, you know, like I said, he's a fisherman. Like, he didn't like really love going to work, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of feel like he's a doctor because he like wanted to have a family and have a nice house. And, you know, he grew up kind of poor. So I think he wanted like, you know, not have to think about money. Stability. Right. Yeah. So, but, you know, I, I feel like the trade-off maybe wasn't worth it for him, like, so it occurred to me, like, well, you should do something you actually like to do, because maybe, like, driving a Mercedes is not as good as, right. you know. Being happy? Or right. not, I mean, being fulfilled. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like, I don't notice if it's Monday. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, fucking Monday. I'm like, oh, yeah. is it? Like, <laughs> That's a good feeling. You know, like, I, I just go paint every day, because yeah. I want to, and I really like it. Like, I don't ever you know, count the days or, like, dread going to work. Right. You're not sweating the work week. Right. And, you know, I've been in New York for, like, 13 years, and the first 12 of it, I was, like, stupid poor. Like, yeah. 
living on the couches, living in the studio. But doing what you're, you are the example of the person who's doing what they want to do. Right, but, I'm, but I was in New York, I went in fucking Baton Rouge. Like, right, right. You know, I wasn't in a McMansion. Yeah. I was, you know, I was still in Brooklyn. Yeah, you weren't living in the lap of luxury, but you were no. feeling fulfilled. Right, right. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, I had a good time. So, so they must be happy that you. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like they're like, oh, thank God, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, 37 next month, and I, like I said, I mean, up till 36. Like when, when my parents were 36, they had like five kids and a yeah. house and like yeah. two cars, and you know, and I was like sleeping on a couch, borrowing <laughs> 40 bucks from my little sister, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like but no anchor. <laughs> right, like Todd, come on, like, yeah. is this gonna? <laughs> Because my dad, especially, he's always like, why don't you like paint some fish or paint some ducks? I could sell those to my friends, you know? Like, I just love it when you get the business advice on right. subject matter. No, totally. Like, he's like, if you just painted some fish, like, I really, I know a bunch of fishermen who would totally buy them. I'm like, I can move those. Yeah, like, he could help me out with that, you know? That's caring. See, that's what being a parent is all about. Right, right totally. It's like, no matter what the circumstance, you're just. He's like, oh, we can, we can sort I, I can help you out with that. Totally. <laughs> You know, he's he's good at problem solving. He always has a creative solution. Like I'm so serious. He he really is. But like, but yeah, I I painted a couple fish over the years. I, I think he's got one or two in his office. Like that's a good Father's Day gift. Right. I was like, oh you man, can't lose. no money for presents this Christmas. I'll paint a fish. And everybody will. <laughs> That'd be like the most meaningful gift. Right. Sure. Totally. It's not really my like repertoire. So did you when you were at school? You ended up joining. Like the fine art program was there? Did you get a BFA? Right. Yeah, yeah, I got a BFA. Um, and how were your teachers there? Like the ones who were teaching advanced level, you know? They, they were great. Um, like I said, it was that guy with the with the Gaither Pope. He had the, the studio in his front yard and mm-hmm. showed me it was doable and gave me a nudge. And then um, uh, the other ones were, were good. I mean, it was. Um, I mean, I think I, I was like. I mean, it's, it's it's LSU, Louisiana State. Like I don't know what they're like, you know installation or sculpture or digital programs or like you know I took painting like, yeah right away it was like oh this, it's painting you know this is what I'm gonna do like I didn't want to the architecture thing like people were doing stuff on computers I'm like I don't want to do a fucking I, I want to draw like, yeah I thought I was gonna get to draw I didn't I don't want to you know render or whatever so I mean for, early on it was it was it was clearly painting like I took sculpture and photography and all that printmaking but I was like it's painting so I mean I can't I can't speak to um the rest of the department, but you know, there's artists who paint, and then there's painter painters. Right. And I feel like I'm I'm a painter painter. So, for me, it was good. I mean, um, I feel like you gotta listen to your teachers, but you also gotta sort of like kill your hero. You know, yeah. like yeah. if you listen too well, and you make work like they make. Yeah. So you have to, you know. So I feel like I'm I'm like I'm good at, at listening, but then also like. Pushing back, hurting people's feelings yeah. because I don't <laughs> want to make their work. Yeah. Right, right. So, um, well, I'd imagine too. With I mean, I've never been to LSU, but yeah, it's a real creative town. Yeah, in that, the area. Their ceramics department's fantastic. Like, there's all this great. I guess there's like a lot of mud down there or something. Like, <laughs> like, no, but I, 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 I hear. I, I feel like they've got like a nationally recognized ceramics department. Yeah. Um. And uh. You know, they got a good football team. Yeah, they do. That part's fun. Yeah. This is the culture there, for sure. Right, right. Was it overwhelming, like, trying to kind of go to school in that environment? Were you pulled... Well, you said that you were doing a little 
extracurricular right. stuff. I mean, how was well, yeah. the studio it's a party slash school. life? Well, it, it was um, they. Well, we'd have like barbecues, or I would at least. We'd have barbecues on the um, at this outside the studio building on on game days on Saturdays. Have like tailgates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So growing up in Arkansas, I imagine sports was a thing, right? Yeah. So I played like soccer, basketball, baseball. I was the smallest kid in my class till I was like eighteen. So I didn't mm-hmm. play football. I thought I would get murdered. But football, well, baseball too, right? But football's the big sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I, I wish I was bigger. I would have loved to have played football. I like to watch it, but I was like, you know, four foot ten for like, like you know, ninety three pounds or something. Yeah, I started out playing football. Really? I'm from Pittsburgh, and it's oh sure, it's football. Right. And uh, I was just too small. I yeah. didn't get tall until high school, and right. I was just getting crushed, you know. Well, well, that's, I mean, like, football will really teach you that if you're not strong and fast, like, it's not going to work out for you. Yeah, baseball is a great option. Right, (laughs) you know, like, with baseball, like, you can, and soccer, too, you can, you can work on aspects of the game, but, like, if you're not strong and you're not fast in football, it really is going to hurt. You're going to get run. Yeah. Right, it's not going to, you're not going to, like, figure a way out around that. Yeah, I mean, soccer, I still, I played my whole life, I still play. Yeah, yeah, me Um, too. I, I just, it's... For if you're short, it's not a disadvantage at all. Right. I mean, you lower lower center of gravity, you could be quicker. And totally, totally. Kind of, uh, and there's a real art to the game. You yeah, know? it's like beautiful game. Yeah, and cre- there's a lot of creativity involved. Absolutely, is, it's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. I still, I feel like I still learn stuff from soccer. You know that. And uh, do you? So you apply that kind of. Um, a lot of times on these podcasts, I talk to people about how being in the studio is slightly like sport it's like an athletic activity you yeah know, you go and you just keep warm and you work on your chops and all that stuff yeah and, it, and if you skip a day it's hard to kind of get back get back into it yeah like you have to maintain you know you can't i know whenever i miss a day i'm like all right i've run out of ideas yeah i'll never make a painting again and that only gets worse with age right just like playing soccer it's like oh, if you go a couple months when yeah. you get a little older <laughs> Right, right, right. You feel it a lot more, you know, the next right, day. Right, right. Those muscles got to stay, stay warm yeah. and lean, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you graduated from LSU. LSU. You're feeling good? Yeah, it took me five years. It took my brother four. And he oh, had, you did the, uh, the yeah. victory lap. Yeah, well, it took, you know, I had a whole waste of year of architecture. All those, all those uh, credits were, like, fucking worthless. Yeah. I'm just like, well, those are my electives. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I had a... I had a French class that was a five-credit class that wasn't actually enrolled in, so I got to the end of the semester and found out that I had only nine hours, not 14. Oh, jeez. You know, I I had some, you know, I begged my parents not to let me, make me go to college, like, right out of high school. I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do this. You didn't want to go? I didn't, no. I I didn't didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, I've been in school for, like, 12 years. I still got to go. Like, I I hadn't been to Europe yet. I hadn't been to L.A. yet. I hadn't been to New York. But they were worried I would never go back. And they're probably right. But then every time I go visit young artists in college and grad school for Chris, I'm like, drop out of school. It's such a waste of your money and time. <laughs> Get out now. They can't teach you anything. There's yeah. nothing here for you. It's really experience. Right. right. Well, you know what? It's good for, it's good for making, you know, it's good for meeting, yeah. meeting people. And having a studio. Yeah, and having a spot. That's not easy and, these and days. And people are like, come on in. You got to be here. You can't be missing you got a lot of people looking at your work, which isn't easy, too. That's that's true. I, I did um, an MFA final crit this past week, and I was like, 
listen guys, this will never happen again. Yeah. Like no one, you're never going to get this again, like ever. Which is, is just the perfect thing to say because at that point they're so sick of people being right. in their studio. Like, don't you worry, nobody yeah, gives a it's shit. It's going to be crickets for the next 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say 10 years, this is a 10 year program. Like you think you're master? No. Yeah. Like you've, you've got to forget all this stuff. you got to rebuild from, from scratch now. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to see your paintings again until they're good. And they're not good. Like, trust me, they're not good. you got a long way to go. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how college is kind of wasted on your right. sort of youth if I did it and now, not knowing right. what you want to do. Like, if you go back when you're like 40 or 50 years oh old, I feel God. like you would just I would rock destroy. It. Yeah, no. Like, I'd study all the time. and. Oh, my God. I'd be such a good student. Because, like, now I, like, read Wikipedia stuff. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, why didn't I like this stuff when I was, like, being taught it? Because you wanted to just hang out and, right, and have to... fun and experience life. And, right, you know, right. It's almost like you need those experiences to really balance, bounce all that knowledge off of. It's, it's, a, it's a cruel thing. It is. It's weird. It's backwards. Yeah. I think like there's a similarity between that to me and like having kids to where... Oh, you have kids? You're, I, have, I have a son, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're designed to have kids when you're like 19 years old. Because you can stay up all night and you yeah. don't want you don't Yeah, mind. like nothing phases you. Yeah. And you don't have... You're not cratchety yet, oh, you know? Oh, man. But then if you... <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be a lousy parent at 19, you yeah. know, as far right, as like right. the experience that you can give to the kid and sure. all that stuff. So you're mentally, you're ready at 40, but physically you're ready at 20. Oh, my God. It's yeah. a cruel kind of mix. <laughs> well, I, feel, I, I feel bad for you that's, yeah. that's I, don't, I like to like have you know uninterrupted sleep you know that's a big part that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what they don't tell you right you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be up a lot right yeah I, I wouldn't have minded that 10 years ago but right now yeah no that's like if you went to enroll in the military and you're like yeah but I kind of I'm not into like not really you know, morning person yeah I'm not really into getting up yeah <laughs> like well, well you're gonna hear that bugle every day right it's, it's ex- like it's the alarm clock that won't go off for 18 years yeah <laughs> or more I mean it takes it takes a while to get to get steady yeah it's it's great though yeah no I, I can all the parents seem to love it so it's it's amazing like it's you love cool. your kids maybe you don't like other people's kids you know yeah, no, I like other people's kids oh, too. Really? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Oh, no, you, you got it, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, you diversify. Your kids have a lot of friends, and a few of them are pretty cool. That's, yeah, and you can tell when the kids' friends are cool. I bet too. You're like, oh yeah, that's gonna be good. or this, that one's trouble. Yeah, yeah. You, you, like, you know, the, or I guess maybe you see the parents you're like, oh, dying. Yeah, so stay away from that kid. Yeah, no, yeah. it's no good. Try to steer them into the right avenues. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny because, you know for all those nights of like waking up in the middle of the night and that sucks like I yeah. feel like I aged five years in one year when that kind of stuff happens yeah. but like now my kid's in a band like he just started a band and they're playing gigs and stuff what? And yeah so you know seeing him play music that's pretty cool how old, how old is he? he's gonna be ten in a couple of weeks oh that's great yeah nice. but getting into it like never pushed it on him but you know oh good playing and, guitar and he's, he's and, not into like um, Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber what, what does he play? ACDC, Hendrix. Like, oh for this show, they're going to well play done. a couple of Hendrix songs. Dang. And I didn't push it. I mean, I grew up listening. Right. I listened to tons of music, like yeah, everything. Yeah. But I kind of grew up on rock and roll. Yeah. Know? And I learned how to play guitar by listening to Zeppelin, like playing along with a box set. Basically. Right, right, right. So it's like a foundation thing, you know? Yeah. And he heard all this music growing up from jazz to, you know, world stuff to classical, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. And uh, electronic stuff. And But when he heard ACDC, that, that was it for him. Yeah. You saw it in his eye. He's like, 
What's this? What is oh, this? Yeah. yeah, it connects. Yeah. Or there's some there's some perfect like interaction of, of age, rock and roll, and uh-huh. like you know their hormones, and like they're starting to like question things, and they're yeah, like, yeah, 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 this yeah. this. That it sounds right. The internal rhythm. Yeah. Would there be rock? Like. Yeah. <laughs> like kicking, the sound of kicking over furniture. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it, there's, it pays off. That's great. <laughs> so, um, so when did you move to New York or when did you get the idea? Um, in well, school? Or? So, yeah. So I, one of my professors, I think I got started in this, but I lost the, the thread. One of my professors, one of my other professors at LSU had come to New York and, and done a, um, a drawing marathon at the New York Studio School, mm-hmm. and so when I was like, "Should I apply to grad school?" Where, you know, when I was soliciting advice, she was like, "You know, I think you would like the Studio School." I went there. You know, it's right up your alley, and so I applied, and uh, I, I got in. I, I guess I went to New Orleans. I lived in New Orleans for like a year, and I had like a, um, I got a two bedroom. So I painted in one room, and I um, slept in the other, and I. Waited tables on Bourbon Street and. Oh man, that sounds good. Yeah, it was fun. The music. Yeah, like um, all the waiters in the corner like all go to the same bar after mm-hmm. after like the restaurants closed. So it's just like this bar like kind of off the beaten path with like all white shirt unbuttoned. Yeah. <laughs> you know all the waiters. You know like waiters in New Orleans can like party. Like, yeah. So like I had a year of that. I don't know. Late nights. Right. You know, like, you, you get off and you blow some steam, and, you know, the bars there, like, literally never close. Like, there's a place we used to go to. It didn't really even get going until, like, four in the morning. Like, I don't know. When I moved to New York, I was like, what the fuck? This place is, like, bullshit. Like, scene never sleeps. Like, right. Um, well, at least you didn't move to somewhere like Pittsburgh, where the town after 5 p.m. Right. pretty much shuts down. Right. Well, in, in Arkansas, I went back there to visit for, like, a wedding or something a couple years ago, and, um, Culture shock. Well, no, they they've got like blue blue laws or whatever. So like, oh yeah. So they can't sell alcohol on Sunday. Sundays, yeah. But it turns Sunday at midnight on Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you're in a bar, and I feel like the bar closes on Saturday night or something. But there's like a there's a social club that you can go buy a membership to in downtown. So you go there at like twelve thirty and like oh so they don't you buy a dollar fifty membership at the door and it's like a private club. I I can't remember. So you're allowed to. You right. get around blue laws. Well, know. there's like one spot, or there was like you know ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So so anyway, uh, so my teacher at LSU said studio school, and I, and I applied, and they took me. You know, so I moved here in 2004. Nice. Um, I went to school there for three years. <laughs> Did you like that experience? Yeah. Um, the first year I was like drawing and painting from like a model and a setup, and so. F- I feel like uh, the paintings bef- that I was making before that and at LSU it was like um, had like sort of two concurrent bodies of work and I was trying to figure out how to combine them. It was like de Kooning-ish abstract paintings and then like portraits or like figure paintings, kind of like I was looking at Rembrandt. Those were like my two guys. So I was trying to like figure a way to make de Kooning Rembrandt paintings. Um, and so. Uh, you know, I was working from photographs and working from imagination, working from life a bit, but I guess I was, like, looking at the thing, but I wasn't, like, um, being, uh, what's the word? 
I didn't mind if it didn't make sense. You know, I, I changed it to make it work for the painting, I guess. It was like so, a jump off point for whatever. Right, like I, I was looking, but I, I feel like I was still working like kind of in an abstract way. Like I didn't really know how to look, look. <laughs> this is this is a LaCroix, it's a LaCroix. <laughs> this, is, this is a pamphlet mix, I sit in a beer. I'm, I'm actually sober. Right now. <laughs> um, so I got to the studio school and like I thought, I did this, you know, you know when you do a charcoal drawing, you like tone the paper and then you erase out the lights? Yeah. You know? So I did that, and I brought it up to like, yeah, I drew the way I drew. And I thought that I would, like, we did the crit, and they started like ragging on me, and I was like, oh, he's just, he's just fucking with me because I'm the best one in the class, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this is the best drawing by far. Yeah. Like, no way draws as good as me. And like, it sort of slowly occurred to me that I was the worst in the class. <laughs> I was like... Wait, oh shit, I can't, I don't know how to see, like, you know, I'm not looking at, I don't, I don't like draw plastically, it's like a, I don't know, I'm doing like an effect. So did you feel like they were just coming at it with an academic approach, like they weren't? No, it's not academic, I mean, he was telling me, look at Cezanne and Giacometti, yeah. um, not like, um, who's somebody, not like Joshua Reynolds or something, like, right. like it was, it's like drawing, but like a, drawing relationally so like if this is here in the space how is this in relation to that like, mm-hmm. um, so we weren't like doing like a drawing like cats we were drawing like you know people in a setup but like drawing it I guess maybe like you and Uglo or something maybe not that tight but like that kind of thing where you like locate things in space yeah you know and I was sort of more concerned with like setting the mood or something so you had a light bulb moment of like, oh, I've got to... Oh my God, like... Kick it in the When forms would overlap, I would like move one to where I wanted it to be so I didn't have to do like the hard part of drawing, yeah. you know? Which is pretty smart. <laughs> but then later, I was like, oh, I'm not like, you know, I'm like making it work. Yeah. Moving things around. Like, rather than, I thought I was so clever. But I, <laughs> um, so, uh, so I did, so I learned like how they wanted me to draw and like I got to the end of that and I was like, all right, now I can do this. So does this mean, like, if I want to paint something, like, do I have to, like, have a setup? Yeah. You know, do I have to, like... Paint from life. Right. Yeah. I was like, because I don't, you know, I like painting figures. I like, what, what if you have a model who doesn't want to pose the way you want her? You know, like, I got to, like, hire a model for the rest of my painting yeah. career? I used to be able to just draw, like, what? How come I can't draw anymore, you know? Yeah, that's going to be uh, cumbersome to try to set that up for right. the rest of your life. How do these other, you know, like how's how's Picasso or do they have a, they have a model on there? Like that doesn't seem right. Yeah. So did you? But you came under the realization, or you figured out that you're just learning these things from looking at life that then you can then apply to your imagined practice. Well, eventually, you know? but I mean, I'm kind of a slow learner. Like, you know, like he he didn't spell it out. Yeah. You know, I had like a nervous breakdown. I'm like, what the fuck did you teach me? Like. <laughs> What am I supposed to do with this? Right. This is like worthless information. Um, this is like your karate kid moment. Right. <laughs> like wax on, wax off. Totally. Like, what the hell? You know, just <laughs> right, right. I'm like, I know how to paint the fence, but I want to go kick that guy's ass. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> what is like catching a fly with chopsticks? Right. No, totally. But it's like, what? I guess it doesn't count unless. Because I mean, I've, I've had this experience in trying to teach people things. I'm like, yeah. well, just do it like this. And they don't get it. Like, oh, you've got to actually learn how to do it. Yeah. You can't just like, I had that experience when I was, um, you know, a kid and I was learning saxophone. Like yeah. that was my first uh-huh. major instrument and I would take lessons 
And I remember saying to my mom afterwards, she'd be like, well, you know, we did three. Do you want to do three more? And I'd be like, no. And she's like, why? And she's, he doesn't teach me anything. And I was like, she's like, what are you talking about? You're taking lessons. He's like, yeah, but he's not like showing me how to do it. And then right. she, she said, he can't put your mouth on the thing and right. do it for you. And it was kind of like a, It's like, I know the scales, but I can't solo. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I, it was a moment where I was like, oh yeah, I just have to right. kind of learn it myself. Right. And they kind of can guide you, but... But, and that's and that's also that's a that's a hard thing to kind of learn is like all my friends when I stopped painting from life and I started trying to make things up were like oh Todd your paintings are so bad like <laughs> you really you don't 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 that's off that's rough it's hard to watch you know so you felt like a withdrawal from from well, I mean, the looking well they got really good you know I mean yeah eventually they get to a point where like I can I can make a nice painting. But it took you, you felt like it took a while to sort of build that up. Yeah, and that was after school, right? No, I mean, in school. Or it started? I, I went there for three years. So, like, at, at the end of the first year, I could make a painting that yeah. was, like, you know, confident. And then halfway into the second year, I could make something that was, like, kind of had certain, you know, special moments. Yeah. But, um... And so who are you looking at at this time? Or, like, who are your... I mean, I could imagine there's... Yeah. I could list off a, a, a laundry list I mean, of it's, people it's that the usual, you're into. It's, it's the usual suspects, suspects yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think there's anybody I could name that you haven't heard of, like... Um, but you're obviously looking a lot. Right. You know, or at least it seems like that, and just looking at the way that you compose images and... You know, I'm, I'm getting to the new paintings. I mean, it, it, yeah. it took... You know, this was 2005, so this is 12 years ago, or... Um, God, it's been that long. No, it, it's, it's it's terrifying. Like, um, watch watch the time. <laughs> like, man, I'm getting I'm getting older and uglier. And yeah, I'm trying not to like everything's I'm, falling apart. <laughs> I try not to do it too much on the podcast, but it's just these dates that pop up, and I'm like, wow, that was yeah, twelve years ago or ten years ago. Well, I still in my head, I still think it's 2007. It feels right, right? You like know, it feels like 2007. Because like with the way the numbers work. Yeah. I'm like, wait. 17. You sign a check, 2007, you're like, oh, wait, there's right. 10 years there that we're going to do it. Right. Totally. Yeah. We're going to be the last generation that knows about checks. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I just dated myself with that. You know, like when you look on the phone, on your cell phone, it has a little button for the call, the green one, and it has yeah, a picture yeah. of a phone on it. Yep. But like nobody has a phone that looks like that anymore. Yeah, it's the old rotary phone. Right. Like, like kids are, have no idea what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Like, They're just gonna have a green button with a picture of an iPhone. On it, right, right. Which is it's gonna of, be just like a brick-looking thing. <laughs> which is a picture of the thing you're holding in your hand. Yeah. Um. So, what happened? So you went there for three years. Yeah. So, like halfway through, I was like, "What if I want to paint about something that's not in front of me? What do I do?" And he's like, "Just do it." I was like, "I don't know what, what the fuck, man." And uh. I was like, I don't feel like I'm making work about anything that's interesting to me, you know, like, I'm just making work of whatever you guys put in front of me. Because they kind of, like, poo-pooed, like, uh, working from photos, yeah. using a projector to, like, trace, from, you know, like, all those, they want you to learn how to draw. Yeah. So they kind of, like, but then later, like, when I see kids, I'm like, I don't care how you get there, just get there. Right. You know, like, yeah. it's not important to me that you hired somebody to do it, it's not important to me that, like, you traced it. As long as it works, I don't care. Like, yeah. But you must have had like a dual crisis of not only when the, the life aspect, whatever you're looking at, is taken away. Yeah. Not only... Well, I took it away from myself. Like, I, I didn't want that anymore. You yeah. Know? Like, 
But you have to invent, invent now that light that's hitting the figure. You have to invent right. like right. the proportion, all that, and subject matter is right. no longer there for you. Well, that's it. And I hadn't been working on subject matter or like any kind of concept. And that's and kind of a big. And like I don't know if you've heard, but the art world is really interested in <laughs> those things. That's that's the word on the street. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, when you have a teacher and you're trying to learn, then anything that falls outside of that, I feel like it's hard for the students to kind of reconcile. So like. You know, Dana shots is big right now, mm-hmm. and people at the school are like, "No, that's not real painting." It's like, what's well, like contemporary figure painting? Like, what's you know, how can you have a problem with that? Like, I know it's not from life, but like the color seems good to me. Like, it's pretty inventive, right? Like, there's lots of good aspect. I don't feel like you can just like shut that down. Like, you just want to look at Cezanne? Like, that's it? Yeah. Like he's he's been dead for a pretty long time. Yeah. <laughs> But imagine like the flip of that, like the abstract school, right. the New York school of abstraction where right. like, you know, they go and see anything representational, like, nah, it's nah. not real art. No, no. Yeah. Like, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I feel like school's good for, you know, I was, I'm wrestling with all these things and I'm um, trying to figure out what to do. And so I remember asking my teacher, Graham, and he, I'm like, well, what do I paint? And he's like, well, what do you like? What do you think about? I'm like, I don't know, my girlfriend, drinking beers eating pizza like mm-hmm. paying rent he's like we'll make paintings about that and I'm like well I don't know what that would be <laughs> and he's like well I can't fucking tell you like and then um I switched classes I, you know, I switched to Bill Jensen and Margaret Luchik's class and um he just gives you a room and you just work and once a week they come around and see what you've been up to and so uh yeah I mean slowly you know I had a great experience with them and like we talked about other things besides forms and space or whatever right so, you know, and then my painting starts to, like, pull off of his ideas, and then I got out of school, and I had, you know, eight, nine years in the desert, and <laughs> then eventually they, you know, they kind of they got to the place where I felt like I could try to get them shown. Did you spend a long time not showing people them, just trying to get them up to snuff, or were you having... Yeah, business? I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like I didn't try to... Sh- I was like, these paintings, like, suck, or, or they're, like, derivative, or, like... I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, I felt like I kind of had to lose the school, mm-hmm. march the school off and try to, you know, start from scratch and figure out what, what kind of paintings I wanted to make. Like, um, so they, some of them had, like, text or, like, collage things on. I did a bunch of, like, completely abstract paintings out of, like, an enamel. Like, um, mm-hmm. I didn't have a studio, so I was, like, working in my backyard on the roof. Like, um, did some artist, artist residencies. Just kind of, you know... Did, uh, and then I did open studios a few years in Bushwick, and um, you know, eventually the, the figures kind of crept back in, like the in a more like obvious way. And and I remember like, and I started. I think what was it? Oh, I did a painting of like these these tattooed guys drinking beers, and it felt like kind of a breakthrough painting. And that kind of like occurred to me how I could like make a painting, like and make it mine, and make it do all the things I wanted it to do. And um, and so it was kind of like a green light moment, you think? Yeah, totally. Like it, it's it just sort of like it just sort of clicked, and I was like, "Oh, this painting doesn't suck," and it's like not like a riff on something. It's like my own thing. Yeah. And it like works in a few different ways, and there's like an idea, and like you know, pictorially, it's interesting, and like made the whole. You know, it just it just felt it felt real. Like I don't I don't I was like. And then the next painting felt real, and the next painting felt real, and then like I never made like a bullshit painting again. Like, yeah. I made crappy ones, but like 
it just the light just like just went on or something. I don't know. I, don't I wonder know. if you actually did put in one thousand hours or ten thousand. What is it? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like right. that. That like you've worked long enough that it's like that. Like you started making you paintings. Like you filtered everything else out. Right. Like I and and I th- and I think like every, like right now this shows up. So like when I have a show up, I always have like you know a mental breakdown and I get really depressed and like I yeah. can't. I gotta stay out of the studio and like I don't have. I've run out of ideas and you know. And so it takes me a little while to like claw my way back to work and like um. It's like postpartum. Right, totally. I just like gave depression. birth to this Lower East Side monster. You know, like, <laughs> Drop the kids off at the pool and totally. they can swim. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, naked on the street corner. You know. <laughs> Go get them, guys. And like, oh God, you know, this is the last show. Like, But now are you feeling, are you past that? Well, I like got past it yesterday. <laughs> oh, yesterday was a breakthrough? <laughs> yesterday I like, I like made something that wasn't crappy. And I was like, ah, oh, there you are. But you're working through that, though. It's not like you're figuring well, that's it out. Well, you know what? I, I made a bunch of collages this month, and those were pretty cool. But yesterday yeah, so was like the first day I got the paint back out. Um, yeah. And where's your, is your studio? It's in... It's East in Bushwick. Bushwick. Yeah, in Bushwick. East Williamsburg. Yeah. 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 Same thing, right? This So the show looks great. And this, oh, thank you. I, I really like the sort of... The scale shifts that are going on in it, and uh, then in relation to the figures, and like totally this hurts. one, it's is particularly interesting to me because one of my favorite—I talk about it a lot. One of my favorite paintings of all time is Dejeuner Solaire. Oh yeah, yeah. The Manet painting, Classic. and this yeah, has yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. trio foreground, water in the background. No, that's interesting. Yeah. And the pose of that guy on the on the left there is yeah. kind of Dejeuner Solaire. Right, and that, and that came from like a Raphael drawing, and then. Right. This is I pulled his pose off of a Beckman painting. I'm sure he knew about that man. Yeah, yeah. They were all feeding off each other. Right. You know, like Picasso was making paintings of the Dejeuner. You right, know, right. it all got kind of. I guess back then that was the internet. Right. <laughs> Other people's paintings at the salon. Totally. Like, Those etching etching books or something. Yeah, I'm gonna sample this. Yeah. But I mean that happened. You know, like mm-hmm. even Manet was taking bits off of you know old prints at like Rubens and totally. And you know, yeah. It was, it's a good way to work. Yeah, it is. And they, they solve a lot of problems for you, so you can you can solve something else. You try to take it one more step, you know. Right, juggle some different balls. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, you weren't. That wasn't in your mind when you were making this one. Man, eh? Now, uh, I noticed like um, I think the show the show I had last year had a lot of like multi-figure paintings, like big crowds and stuff. And so this year, I, I, I feel like I have more paintings where it's just like one person or maybe two people. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at what was, and I was like, oh, I should do at least a couple like group paintings just to mix it up. Like I feel like I, I look around the room and I'm like, oh, everything's blue. I should do a red one. Or like, um, there's too many girls. Let's do a dude. You know, I, I just try to. I, I try not to repeat myself. I guess. So like, yeah. You know, there's two garbage bags in this show, but I feel like they're. You know, I wouldn't. I try not to paint the same painting twice. Yeah. Um, well, that's very un-Picasso-like of you, though, because he right. would, he would take something and paint it. Well, I'm like running out of ideas. I feel like so. I'm like, all right. Well, now, so this year I started to do like a little one and a big one. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm like you can do both. You know, like you solve all the problems in one, and then you can like 
do something different with the other one. Yeah, make a different set of problems. Right. Well, scale shifts do that sometimes. Right. I mean, just in the physical way you paint things, like that breaststroke changes. Yeah. You know, yeah. like something in a, a scale that's like 9 by 11 versus something like that breaststroke in that guy's back there. Yeah. That's a totally different, you know. Well, that, that's another thing. Like, um, I, have a, I had a painting I did last year, like, usually on, a, on like a 20-inch painting, there's like one head. Mm-hmm. And on a 40-inch painting, there's like maybe one figure, maybe two. And then on the big paintings, we'll put more figures. And I was like, man, I sure like, you know, like sort of saving up your really good ideas for the big paintings and the little ones can kind of be like experimental. I was like, man, I always do that. I should like do a big head, like an Alex Katz head or yeah. like, you know, put a bunch of people a little, you know. So it's something I've been thinking about. And also, you know, I feel like a lot of my art looking is on the phone, like Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever. So like, it's different to, you know, most people, when they see the paintings in real life, they're like, oh, like, it's that. Like, yeah. You know. It's, it's that surface. Right. I mean, you can, in reproduction, you could see some of this. You know that they're not flat paintings. But, right. No, but but it's, it's way more visceral. And there's a lot of, like, marks that are, you yeah. know, yeah, I mean, worked over that you can't see in a photograph. Right. I mean, a lot of these paintings are, like, bad ideas underneath. They're different paintings. And mm-hmm. I scraped them. Or, like, they hung around and I couldn't solve them. So, eventually, it became something else. Yeah, they have that feeling of history. It's funny because yeah. I feel like the Beckmans have that kind of physicality mm-hmm. to them. And for a long time, he was... It's funny how artists come in and out of Vogue, you know, almost yeah. in a way. Like, oh, I love him Or people so re-find an artist. Right. But Beckman is like... He's you like know, criminally overlooked. Like, I feel like yeah. people don't realize how great he is. Yet in like every museum you go to, there's yeah. a, there's like a, a massive Beckman there. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, there he is. Right. Like, But he's not... I feel like... Yeah, he's not someone that I hear people talk about very much. I don't know. I mean, just as a figure painter, like he's one of my main, main, main guys. Yeah, it's great work. And the, and the space. Because you can take stuff from him. Like, uh, you know, yeah. like Picasso, there's not much I can, like, take from him. I, like, love Picasso, but I don't, like, if I draw like that, it would really look, you know, it's hard to lift from him, I feel like. Oh, it's just like music, like taking from Zeppelin as opposed to, like, some third wave, like, you know, can or something. Right. You know, like, where, yeah. you know, everyone immediately is going to be like, oh, Black Dog. You know, but whereas if you're digging deep in the crates and you pull some of that stuff out, that's it's like, true. hey, there's like uncharted that's territory. Just, uh, I feel like, yeah, you gotta, I, I used to really want to hide my like influence, you know, like I hope they don't know where I got this from. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I think, I don't mind as much anymore. It's, I think it, it can add to the reading of the page. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it, the Manet, what I see in here, totally. the Manet reference. Well, now that you say that, I can't see anything but that. What's well, the triangle, you know, right. and, and that reference doesn't, and I don't look at the painting and think, oh, that's just trying to be like Manet. Right. You know what I mean? But it, I think, I mean, I, I feel like that's something that's come with the 10,000 hours or whatever. It's yeah. like, be able to reference it, but not like, but still be its own thing. So I feel like, you know, and then also with my work, there are like butt and dick jokes and stuff. So like, but then if you also see that I'm like, you know, thoughtful and right. know about the history it's sort of his entry way, you know, in case the, the, the penis turns you off, you can be like, oh, well, that color reminds me of something, and that composition is clearly, you know, whatever. Right. I love that. That's a real, like, comedian approach, though. You know what I mean? Where, right. where the it's sort of... full of sugar or something. Like, yeah. And, and the, the sort of prickly parts of the, of the act or the, of the joke or whatever are hitting on a deeper right. psychological issue. Right. If you, you can get somebody to laugh, then you can maybe talk to them about something they don't want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're opening up a door that right. most now, people don't want to even go to. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you can be charming, I feel like that really, 
gives you permission to, to do other things. Yeah. And there's humor in your work. And I hope so. I think humor in artwork is really strong, but it's not too many people no. go there. Or they're, they're, you know, it's hard to pull it's, off, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to what I, was, I said a long time, a little while ago. Like, you know, it's, it's important to, to be yourself, to paint the issues that you, you know, want to paint about and to, you know, be yourself in the work. Don't, you know, we don't need another de Kooning. We need, you know, whoever you are to, yeah. to show yourself. But the, but the humor thing, I mean, it worried me. Like, I was like, man, because I feel like kind of like a jokey. I mean, I wanted to put jokes in them, or if, I wanted to be funny in the paintings, but I also wanted to make like serious art, right. you know, like not just be a joke. I think that's why it is so uh, taboo in a way. Right, because, it's, because it's, if art it just predicates feel... it, Art predicates itself on being so serious. Right. It's, and, it, and, and usually people are pretty serious about making but, it. I mean, it's, I, I feel dead serious about it. You know, yeah. I mean, this is what I did with my my life you know like right this is you know this is this is very that's very important to me but um but yeah i mean i guess i worry that like as i got to a point where people would see the paintings they'd be like oh it's that guy that does the dick painting it's you the know? butt guy right like <laughs> you know I, I hope they i hope they resonate on like a deeper level than just that like, yeah I mean, well I, I think that part of that too is like seeing work in person is big right well you, yeah i mean you can't don't judge me by my instagram page you know <laughs> Come see them. Don't put your nose up into them. Right. Well, I think it's a big part of it. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times people think they know someone's work by a two inch by two inch square right. reproduction of it. And it's no. um, a total different ballgame when you see it in person. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. It's the object. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what do you have coming up after this? I, actually, I leave Wednesday. Today's Friday. I leave Wednesday for Copenhagen for a show. Um, with, uh, have you been? No, I've never been that part it's of Europe. So nice. It's supposed to be lots of bicycles, lots of tall, beautiful people. Yeah, beautiful airport. The really? design there is just yeah. this is real nice. You'll. I can't uh, wait. Yeah. yeah um, and then I'm gonna go to Amsterdam. I've never been there either. I haven't been to Amsterdam. Yeah, I don't, and I don't smoke weed anymore, so I don't like. Well, then why you go? <laughs> right, I know, I know. It's like, it's what like going to the Disney park and you don't like roller coasters. I, I should have gone twenty years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> You might never have come back. Right. Well, maybe. Well, that's it. Now, now's a good time for me to go because I won't be like enchanted. Right. Um, no, but I, I've got a show in Copenhagen with Kathy Bradford and Jason Stopa and Mio Lise. Nice. And um, and then while I'm there, I'll stay for a little while, see some sights. Yeah. And then uh, I got a show at, at Harper's out in Montauk this summer. And then I got another show or a group show in Geneva at Gallery Sebastian Bertram with. Richard Kern and Chloe Wise and Walter Robinson. What are you doing here? You better get to work. I know. I, I, I know. I took this month off and like <laughs> yesterday I was like, oh my God. Oh shit. <laughs> All these what am I going to do? <laughs> That's um, nothing gives you the impetus to get over like post-show depression, like another date like, of something due. Like know? holy shit, these people probably want some paintings and like, yeah. you know, yours, mine, and ours picked all the best ones for this show. So like, <laughs> the pile, I mean, I've got some good things but they're not like, I gotta, I gotta get to it. Well, most people run races that have a finish line because that right. gives them the reason to run the race. Right, no, I mean, this is what I asked for. I mean, this, is, this was the dream. Um, so you're living the dream. Oh, and last question. Yeah, I, I, don't, have, I don't have a day job. I got, this, is, this is it. This is it. So when you're in the studio, what's, what, is it music? Is yeah, it, yeah. Is I, it, it's always music? Yeah, I just, I just listen to music. I, I gotta listen to stuff that I've, I know. I can't like, be listening to new things. It distracts you. 
Yeah, because I'll be trying to figure it out. So I listen to stuff that I, I already like. And what what's what's a you know? Um, I like Brian Jonestown Massacre right uh-huh. now. I, I, I like them a lot. Do you still listen to some of that old stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, I played. I, well, this month when I was taking a month off painting, I, I got my guitar out. And I was playing guitar a lot, and I'm trying to figure out like how to play some Zeppelin songs. So like, nice. I've been listening to like. Uh, Zeppelin. You're gonna jam out with my boy. He's learning. Oh man, I'm jealous. He's learning some Zeppelin. Yeah, I didn't even sniff that. You can play. You can like play, play. I'll I'll play a video after. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn some Zeppelin. There's some. um, Since I've been loving you, you know that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's blues. That's a pretty. But it's like there's there's like no there's hardly any repetition. So it's like a long song song to learn. Oh, Jimmy Page. I mean, it's the deep end of the pool. You know, it's like it's not easy. Yeah. That's like learning Hendrix. It's, it's right, right, yeah. Not easy. The guy's hand was like the size of my torso. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning how to play Manic Depression right now too. That's a fun one to play. Yeah. What kind of guitar do you play? Well, I got the I got the Les Paul and I got a Strat. Oh so. yeah, that's right, Les yeah. Paul. Les Paul is pretty. It's a pretty great guitar. I got I got a '72 Gold Top. It's pretty sweet. Nice. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right, well, my thanks. neighbors, my neighbors hate me right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, get back to the studio, go make some paintings. Cool. All right, well, it was good to meet you, meet up. It was great to meet you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks a lot. Sound and vision is recorded and produced by myself, Brian Alfred. The introduction and introduction music is by Michael Lovett, who records as the musical act Nazca Lines. All other music was written and performed by myself. You can find images and information about the podcast at soundandvisionpodcast.com. You can find more about me and my artwork at paintchanger.com. Thanks for listening.